Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in. Here we are again. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined by the one and only AJ Hayfley. AJ, it's Wednesday, and we know who the Avs are playing in round two. Um, how you doing? How you feeling today? Um, I have mixed emotions about the series. Me as well. Well, let's not spend any more time um, around the fringes. Well, actually, let's spend a little bit more time around the fringes of the series. Uh, With practice today. Uh, Not much. Well, it wasn't practice necessarily. You guys heard from Coach. Uh, Basically, what we found out is... And this is where you finish the sentence. Gerardus. He's going to be fine. As we've expected... Uh, when he was shading, when he was sh- shading, when he was skating and shooting, uh, mm-hmm. even while wearing the non-contact jersey, you knew he was on his on his way back to being fine. Yeah, uh, he took contact after practice the other day. All part of the steps uh, to coming back. He's gonna be fine. He'll be there for the start of the series, as we've all expected. So there you go. Uh, anything else noteworthy from today that we need to talk about, AJ, or is that about it? Can we get on with it? That I mean, that was all it was. So there you go. So once uh, once we know a little bit more here tomorrow and Friday, we'll start going into uh, what that might mean for the rest of the lineup. But AJ, let's start with with last night. So it it comes down to last night, game seven between the Sharks and uh, the Golden Knights. And it was, all right, well, let's all sit down and and watch this game and see who the abs are going to end up playing. And we all ended up sweating and angry at each other and uh, lots of uh, controversy, all kinds of stuff. It ended up being an absolutely wild game. If you missed it and all you saw was that the abs are playing the Sharks, Let me catch you up a bit. The San Jose Sharks were losing to the Vegas Golden Knights 3-0 with just over 10 minutes to play, and it looked 
Like all signs were pointing towards, hey, Colorado, get ready. Uh, Vegas is on their way. A harmless play turned into a really ugly scene. Puck drops. Cody Eakin loses the faceoff and just skates through Joe Pavelski the way it happens a hundred times in a game. Joe Pavelski gets tangled up with Cody Eakin and Paul Stasny, takes kind of an awkward spill, couldn't really brace himself. His head hit the ice, uh, and the ref said, hey, we're going to keep this game under control. Cody Eakin, that's a five-minute major penalty and a game. Well, San Jose comes completely back to life, scores four goals on the power play, Vegas ties it late to send it into overtime where San Jose eventually won it. Uh, AJ, let's not waste our time with the rest of the game. What did you think of the call? I mean, it's the wrong call. I don't even know how that's debatable. I completely agree. Um, I mean, where everybody seems to be picking their side on this is how much blame to assign it in the meltdown from Vegas, but... Um, to me, I don't know how anybody that's that's comfortable watching hockey looks at that. And at the very absolute most, that's a two-minute penalty for cross-checking if you're being, like, super stingy. Right. Like, that is a – that play happens, God, so, so many times in a game. Uh- I mean, uh, in a, in a face off circle, the, the, the number, the, the things that go on in there, you know, you don't, you don't call them unless they're egregious. And that's certainly the act certainly wasn't egregious. You know, the result was awful and yeah. you know, you, you hope for the best for Joe Pavelski uh, early on. It sounded, you know, his teammates made it sound like he was going to be fine, but it certainly looked ugly. And, you know, refs are human too, and they didn't see it. But, you know, from the other side, can you imagine there's a dude laying on the ice, bleeding from the head. He's just gotten cross-checked in the head, and none of them saw it, and they don't call a penalty there because they didn't see it. That's, you know, that's what they were thinking. That's the world they were living in when they were like, oh, my God. And and this all goes back to the argument I made earlier in the year shouldn't be initiated by coaches. It shouldn't be initiated by teams. The league should be able to look at a call like that and say that wasn't a five. If you want to keep the game under control, you know what they should have done? Because that to me was a let's not let this get out of control. It's 3 nothing. 10 minutes left. One team's season is about to be done. Let's make sure everyone – they should have given Cody Eakin a 2 and a 10. If you wanted to send a message – Two and a ten. He's done for the night. Yeah. Two minutes. A game management type penalty. Yep. You give him two minutes. That's. I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't really have had any issue with no. that. Um, and it was when they called the major on it. I was like, wow, that's really heavy handed. But not thinking it was going to have the impact it did. And and here is my. Now I have no horse in the race, so you can't call me a homer. You can't call me a whatever. I have no horse in this race. Yeah. Here, here is my argument against because you know I've seen people saying, "Well, Vegas blew it. They have no one to blame but themselves." You know, man, should they have closed out a three to one series? Yes, absolutely. 
But to criticize them for coming out in a game seven and letting it slip away, they were up three to nothing with 10 minutes left. San Jose was totally out of the game. Vegas had had put it away. Vegas had buried it. Vegas had shown up, done what they needed to do, and they took care of business. (laughs) Not without some controversy of their own with, uh, ironically, the Cody Eakin high stick goal. Of course. But that's that's a little, that's an impossible call to make. Right. But, um, and that we didn't have, you know, that there were a thousand camera angles and none of them could clearly show whether or not it was a high stick or not. I mean, that's a little different. And ultimately, I think they ended up getting that one correct. Well, it's 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 like you said, there's no way you can say for sure that it was high. Uh, you know, to me, this was something that just what, you know, just like Jonathan Marsh so said after the game. If you want to give a penalty, fine, give a penalty. But that's a two-minute penalty. San Jose scores once, and Vegas now is back at full strength and 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 trying to hold on to their lead. And, and here's my other argument for, well, you can't let that three-goal lead slip away. Again, you're right. Vegas needed to be better on the penalty kill. But Oh, it was awful, man. They were awful. They handled every piece of that but, as poorly as they could. Absolutely. But here is the other thing. Anybody who has ever been on the receiving end of it, not necessarily just hockey, doesn't have to be hockey, any sport, any situation where something that you're up against just gains that kind of steam and that kind of momentum, it's so hard to stop. It's, you know, San Jose scored that goal. Logan Couture turns towards the bench. Everyone's fired up. The place, the, the you know, SAP Center comes back to life. And and the way you described the Avs in that round one series against the Flames is exactly what happened. Uh, you know, the Sharks started running downhill. And and yeah. and the night, you know, Vegas, you there are times you just can't stop it. Suddenly, everything San Jose was doing, they were doing right. Every puck they were putting on net was dangerous. And and it, it's there's not much you can do. And again, anybody that's ever been on the receiving, it doesn't necessarily have to be hockey. Doesn't even necessarily have to be sports. But everyone knows that feeling of this is happening, and there's nothing I can do about it. I can try my best, but I just can't stop this. And to me, that was what looked like happened uh, for San Jose to Vegas. And again, I have no horse in that race. I so you know. It, do, yeah, it I didn't doesn't really matter to me, but it does bother me because I feel like Vegas got cheated just a little bit. Maybe not cheated, but there was a bit of an injustice there. Uh, I thought the penalty was way excessive. Um, and, yeah. and I think if it's not for the wrong call made, uh, the abs are in Vegas on Friday instead of Northern California. And yeah, but, at, you know, and at the same time, you know, <laughs> That's life, no, right? It, like life, life isn't about what happens to you; it's how you react to it. <laughs> and they did not; they didn't handle their business. Yeah, well. but um, but, and definitely, you can easily second guess Gerard Gallant. What are you doing? Holding on to your timeout? What are you see, saving but, it for? But, at that point? again, for me, and again, this is just me, and this is just my, you know, my opinion on it. I've I've Oops. been on that end of it where it's. Oh, they're going now. And you can call your timeout. You can change your goalie. You can change your lines. There are some times 
throw up on the ice. They should have done everything mm-hmm. possible to slow that down and to get to like a TV break. Well, they uh, whatever their, they sent an their injury, manager anything. to the locker room and he he just so happened to drop some of his supplies on the ice at one point which was amazing right. game yeah yeah by the way. so it's it's one of those things to me i saw people criticizing the timeout and again that very easily could have slowed the momentum if it was me i would have used it after the first goal because yeah, do something is the thing. Do something. Because after that second one, I don't think it mattered when you called it, what you were going to do. San Jose was coming, and and it was going to take them missing to to keep that comeback from being fully on. And again, there's there's one instance in particular uh, I I can remember as clear as day uh, when I was six, sixteen years old. Where that same thing happened. When the other team starts coming, man, there's just there's nothing you can do to stop it. Sometimes, um, that was what it looked like happened to me. Uh, to me, well, that's what it looked like happened last night in in San Jose. And all this conversation about it. I mean, they gave up four goals, and then they turned around and they tied it. They had the momentum right, going into and overtime. and. And they and they didn't win it. This is like Calgary fans complaining about officiating in a series in which they got a power play in each of the overtime periods. At the end of the day, you yeah. blew it, dog. And, and that was the one thing I, I told my buddy who I was watching the game with last night. When Vegas scored and the horn went off for over for the end of the regulation, I said, All right, I'm at least glad that this didn't end on a game winner from that power play. They're at, they're at least gonna exactly. have a chance to get back in. And then after that, you know. I'm fine with with all that, but it it did just bother me a little bit that I felt like um, that was the wrong call that completely changed the outcome of a game. And and that is my – that comes back to my argument of if you're going to make it possible to review goals because they changed the outcome of a game, there is no doubt that call last night completely changed the outcome of the game – and again, I'm not necessarily saying that they should have been able to overturn that penalty, any of that, but hey, that was a play that clearly changed the outcome. Um, if you're if you're saying we want to implement review to make sure we get the call right, then make sure you get the call right. Yeah, I absolutely I, I don't have an issue. You know, there was lots of talk last night about oh, well, maybe they should have they should implement a review for majors. Cool. I'm I'm good with it. A review for me, just like NCAA. Yeah, yeah do it. I have no I think that's, that, dude. That doesn't bother me at all. Those are game changing calls. I don't want to do it for minors. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to turn it around and have like the game bogged down by that. But like, how often? How often do you call major penalties? Like they're not yeah. very common. You know, I don't have an issue with them. Okay, hey, we're gonna call this. We're gonna get mm-hmm. this right. We have the technology to do it. We're trying to limit the amount of human error. You say, oh, it's going to take too long. It's going to whatever, 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 whatever. Um, you know, for me, getting it right is 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 important, especially on, like, the major – no pun intended, but, like, the major <laughs> call there. Like, the that's a huge moment in the game. I would like to have some confidence that there's a process in place to ensure yeah. we're getting it right. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I, I, think, uh, I think the right call there was a 2 and a 10, get the game under control, but keep uh, – only give San Jose the advantage that they sh- uh, that they deserved. 
But it's all in the past now that all, all of that, everything we just talked about, the 14 minutes we spent talking about, all that means is the abs in the San Jose Sharks have a date for Friday. As they kick off the second round, when we come back, we're going to give you our analysis of who has the advantage and where, just like we did for you in round one. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Hyperelectric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to PiperElectric.com. Something funny, AJ, here at the start of segment number two? Yeah. Segment number two here. <laughs> BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. It is, it's your favorite time. It is your favorite time of day. Your favorite moment of any podcast episode. It's time to tell you about that game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives and their reviews are incredible. So check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long term <clears throat> migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all natural and non psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here. Abs Sharks round number two starts on Friday. Puck drop uh, as far as what time? Still TBD. AJ, we find out late last night it's going to be the San Jose Sharks after all, after we just... It looked like it was going to be the Knights, um, but it's it's San Jose after all. Um, I lost my train of thought looking at something True. the Vegas Golden Knights had twe- tweeted. Uh, Vegas's Twitter has been hilarious today and all the time, really good for them. But AJ, uh, I don't know how to feel. All even all throughout the game last night, I was sitting there, I was like, man, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what's the better matchup. I don't know where I feel better. I have a lot of thoughts on this series, so I'm hoping you and I can work through it, and I'll know how I feel by the end. Um, let's go ahead and start. Uh, where does San Jose have the? Where is San Jose's biggest advantage in this series? <clears throat> well, where where we talked about where Calgary struggled was to match up with the high end talent, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, gonna be gonna be tough to to replicate that from the last series, and and it wasn't even that Calgary didn't have it. You know, they did. You know, Johnny Gaudreau is great. Sean Monahan's pretty good, and Elias Lindholm's had a career year. So you know, it's not it's not like they had roster full of just scrubbles there. They won the Western Conference for a reason. Uh-huh. Uh, but for whatever reason, Colorado totally neutralized those cats. And the the Avs big guns just ate greedy. And if that I mean if that's gonna continue to happen, that's what makes the abs scary going into every single series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton and playing out of their minds, Philip Grubauer playing really well. Colorado's underrated defense doing work. <laughs> I mean, there you go. You know, I mean, that's where where San Jose is going to have the advantage is that, you know, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Mark Edward Vlasic, Brendan Dillon, that's a really good defense. Um, are they healthy? I have no idea. Uh, it sounds like Eric Carlson is uh, the walking wounded all on his own right now. You know, obviously, we don't know what's going on with Joe Joe Pavelski. Uh, you know, they've got some other injury issues. So, if Colorado is is at a hundred percent full strength, um, the health could be a big factor in this. Um, but where where San Jose really has that advantage, I mean, between high end skill, depth, and experience, those are the areas where they are excellent. They've got, I mean, they've got it all. See, you know, man, I'm I'm sitting there watching that game last night and all leading up to yesterday, it was, I don't want the Sharks. I don't want the Sharks. I don't want the Sharks. Here it comes. What? Come on, finish this thought. Well, no, I'm sitting there last night and I'm watching overtime and it was a shot of the bench. For San Jose. Mm-hmm. And it was Eric Carlson with literally his head between his knees. Joe Thornton's bent over at the waist. Th- there was just a shot of the bench and they weren't commenting on anything. I said, this looks like a tired group. This looks like a group that is a little bit older. That is near the end of the grind of a regular season. And had to fight off injuries in the first round a first round that was very physical, very taxing, and went the distance. Now, again, by no means does that equal automatic abs win to me because obviously you just saw San Jose come back from 3-1 to one against a younger, faster team. But that it just looked to me, I said, this, this, this doesn't look, I'm tired from overtime. It looked like a group of guys that was a little worn down to me. And again, that doesn't automatically guarantee success for the abs. That doesn't guarantee the abs are going to replicate what they did in the first round. Um, But just looking at that last night, it just made me think a little bit. That group looked just a little bit more broken down uh, than I was expecting. Uh, Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why abs fans all over Twitter last night were like, oh, give us the sharks. And and see, they're, I, they're I don't, old and slow and hurt. It's and it's like, eh, yeah, I think all those things are true. And 
And, and, and that's why that was why I was watching it. And I went from just not San Jose to, well, let's see what this looks like because, and again, a lot of it is contingent on the abs replicating a similar performance to the first round. Now, for everyone out there saying, yeah, that's going to be tough to do. At some point, some team has to do it to win the Stanley Cup. You gotta, you've got to play all right, four rounds right. the same way. Now, again, I'm not saying, well, why wouldn't the Avs be the team to do it? But, uh, hey, guess what? One team every year plays all four rounds the same way. And you're down to eight teams that I think m- most people wouldn't have picked. Well, I guess nine technically as of right this moment. And to me, this is a wide open field. And if if you get that same type of, again, we've never seen Nathan McKinnon in the second round. What has been his mo his entire career? Yeah, this kid ramps it up when the when the lights are the brightest. Well, guess what? We're about to see. He's about to see brighter lights than he ever has. If he's got another gear, first of all, yikes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, if if he does and he steps up and you keep getting that same goaltending out of Grubauer, just looking at that San Jose group last night, I did. I said, they this, this is a tired group that is going to have their hands full. If nothing else, they're going to have their hands full with an extremely energetic and fast abs team that transitions extremely well. Um, so that game last night, I still don't know if I feel great about the Avs playing against a team that they've beat twice out of their last 20. Um, But again, just seeing what this Avs group was capable of in the first round and as tired as that Sharks group and and just physically broken down as they looked last night, uh, I think this is going to be a a fun matchup, man. I think it's going to be a fun series. You know what I you know what I really like about it is that the abs have spent all year kind of quietly exercising demons, right? Mm-hmm. They went into Nashville. They hadn't won in Nashville in like years, and they win two games there this year. They go into Winnipeg. They finally take a game in Winnipeg. You know, they they beat teams. They haven't been able to conquer the Calgary conundrum in a few years. They get a playoff series against them, and they stomp them into the ice. Like <laughs> you know, like it's it's just been them breaking all the old all the things that we've become accustomed to over the last ten years of Avalanche hockey have been def- defied this year. Yeah, you know they oh they they don't they don't play their own division very well. You know, or you go and you look and they played everybody in their division well this year. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't get beat down by any of them. You know, there was all good games, close games, good efforts, good close results, you know, all of that. It's just been, it's been kind of that year where what's up is down. Well, and, and, it, and it's also been one of those years where it's, you know, AD and, and a lot of people give them a hard time. Oh, the Avs don't have that killer instinct. They can't put anyone away. Coming down the stretch, everyone they were in a race with, they put them away. They went into game four. We said, hey, this is your chance to kind of step on the throat of the flames. They did it, and then we said it again heading into game five. Well, now we'll really see if the Avs have that killer instinct. And they won five to one. So you're totally right, man. Yeah, well, and and that's like, and it's easy to say that. Like, oh, these guys get, they play self-satisfied, and they don't, you know, oh, this isn't the same team from the game before. 
you know, like when they dominated in game three, like the abs were going to completely dominate every postseason game. Right. You know, like, come on, right. there's another NHL team on the ice. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And getting deeper into the playoffs, like that gets more and more true. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just think that this is a different group than what we've come become accustomed to. You know, Nathan McKinnon is a, he's a wired differently. He is. Um, you know, we've we've seen it with some of these guys that, you know, his game has just gone to a different place. Yeah. Um these <laughs> this this is a group that you have to take seriously. San Jose can't can't be looking at their recent history and say, Well, we've the you know, this core has spent their entire careers running over the abs and watching the abs just be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a handful of guys that played in that 2010 series. Where the abs were, the abs lost four to two in that series, but didn't have any business being. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I know this was supposed to be a segment about who has the advantage here and there. You know what it is for me, man. You you step back, and I don't know if I've already said it on this show, but you step back, and if you look at the teams that are left, and whoever comes out of the Carolina Washington series tonight, what you know. Uh, Washington's up three to two right now. Second period just about done. Either one of those teams, you look at the eight teams that'll be left after tonight, and I don't think anybody can say that they would be genuinely surprised if any of them won the Stanley Cup. I think it's I think it's wide open. Um, I'd be surprised if Dallas won. Dallas, <laughs> Dallas and Carolina, I think I would be surprised. But I, I mean, but but even then, Ben Bishop has played so well all year. And Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan are getting going. You know, it's it's one of those things where if Dallas got hot, it wouldn't be all that surprising. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and that's kind of how I'm looking at this series for the abs with the sharks. I think everyone knows where the advantages are. San Jose, this is it. They, they're all in. They 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 have pushed yeah. every last chip they have to the middle. And and I, I really do, man. I think if they don't win it this year, uh, their window's closed and, and they'll be entering into rebuild mode sooner than they'll be entering into championship mode uh, if they don't win it this year. Um, they're going to take a step back. I don't think they'll be in rebuild mode, the, but... Well, they're gonna be they're gonna be in a really tough spot where they're gonna they're gonna kind of morph into what we've seen the Kings over the last few years where they're they're in a spot where they feel like they have to keep just going for it because they've already gone all in at that. They'll point. be Minnesota Wildland, dude. It sure, sure. I mean, they'll be in like that middle ground where they're not rebuilding, but they're not really a team that you're scared of anymore. Like this. This feels like the last year where you look at the Sharks and say they could win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And even then, you don't even feel confident saying that about this year's group, given how the year has gone for them. Um, but you know, if they if they if they move on, you know, if they beat the Avs and they get into that. I mean, then they're in the final four. Mm-hmm. You know, anything can happen. I mean, anything anything is certainly possible, especially in this year's playoffs yeah. where. We don't know what anything is anymore. <laughs> now, uh, real quick, then we're going to go to break. Let's get back to the advantage-disadvantage thing. Um, 
similar to round one. I think right out of the gate, you've got to tilt the goaltending advantage towards the Avs. And to me, that is where this series is going to live and die. If Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Tyson Berry get to expose Martin Jones, then I think the Avs have a real shot here. If Martin Jones finds his game or if San Jose is able to limit the frequency at which the Avs' top scorers are able to get there and generate opportunities, uh, then it's going to be tough for the Avs to win. What an analysis. If you score more goals, you're going to beat the other team. But uh, Martin Jones, I definitely think, is the weakest spot of this team. Oh, without a doubt. That's where you walk in, and you're 100% correct, in my opinion, that that you walk in and you say, well, the Avs have an advantage there. Mm-hmm. And they did that last series. And to be honest, I mean, they they got a great series out of Mike Smith. And it didn't matter. You know? Um, right. And, and and Martin Martin Jones not did not, like, statistically, Martin Jones without seven games was not significantly better than his regular season. Now, neither was Mike Smith after what happened in game five mm-hmm. uh, when he gave up, you know, five more goals like the abs. Uh, I can't remember how many goals they scored in that series. I know I wrote about it and I can't remember if it was 17 or 19, but 11 of them came in two games. Right. And so, you know, it was, it was skewed a little bit against Smith where the two games got out of hand. Uh, but otherwise he was really good. Like the same thing is kind of true with Jones where, uh, you know, Jones had that phenomenal game six in Vegas. Yeah. He gave up one goal. Uh, they had like 50 shots on goal, something like that. They had a huge advantage in shots on goal. And Martin Jones straight up stole that game for them. But after, but beyond that, like he was just sort of average. And if he goes in and if for somehow, if, if somehow Grubauer is able to continue playing at like this 930, 940, 950 pace, and Martin Jones continues to do what he uh, did in that first series and all season long, we could be looking, and honestly, this could be a short series. Yeah, and and, and th- that's why I say, you know, to me, it's all about how frequently can the Avs get to Martin Jones? Because great point you made about Mike Smith. Mike Smith, you could maybe make the argument that Mike Smith won the goaltending duel in that first round. You can make the argument for it. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying that's what happened. But the Avs were able to get to Mike Smith, Mike Smith so much, put so many pucks on net, get bodies there, that even with his outstanding play in that first round, it just didn't matter. The Avs' top-end guys were just too much. And so that's, you know, if, if Eric Carlson, something looks a little off. If if you can if you can get pucks to, to Martin Jones, Vegas doesn't have a Nathan McKinnon. Vegas has very, very good players. That's an extremely good team. They don't have a Nathan McKinnon. You know, this is going to be something new for Martin Jones. And again, it goes back to what we talked about in the last round. Yes, you've you've taken advantage. You've beaten the Avs up a bit here. But now you've got to do it four times out of seven. You have to shut Nathan McKinnon down four times over the course of what? Two weeks? Yeah. That's a tall order, man. And all right, great. Hey, you shut Nathan McKinnon down. Uh, Miko Rantanen's coming over the boards right now. It's all, to me, this this series is all about how many pucks can the Avs get to Martin Jones. 
if the abs can play with that same type of urgency, it's going to be tougher. The, the Vegas or the, excuse me, the San Jose defense is much more mobile. If the abs can, can generate that pressure in the zone, get their, you know, get Landy in front, get Wilson in front, McKinnon, Barry, Rantanen, uh, McCarr, Jost, getting pucks on net. Uh, like you said, if, if you can get to Martin Jones and, and maybe even Aaron Dell, uh, the abs are definitely, definitely in this series. Not going to take a break here. Uh, going to remind you guys about the Green Solution. Green Solution now has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flower, concentrate, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest green solution for pickup. Use the promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley here talking Avs Sharks. Like I said, we're going to breeze right over that break. Keep talking Avs Sharks. Let's get into the key matchups here, AJ. We talked uh, in the last round about, hey, Calgary's going to have to do something to, to get their matchup they want against Nathan McKinnon. They got it. It did nothing for them. What are going to be the key matchups we're looking at here? How is San Jose going to attempt to shut down Nathan McKinnon? And vice versa, how are the Avs going to attempt to shut down the likes of Logan Couture, Evander Kane, Eric Carlson, and Brent Burns? Uh, I don't know, man. That's, I don't, and I, and I say that not because uh, of anything other than I don't know that Nathan McKinnon can be stopped or slowed down at this point. Well, so, so we made the joke, um, but seriously, it, it, again, the, 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 the book on him has always been one, every time the lights get brighter, he just gets better. And you can look back through his entire yeah. career, uh, you know, youth hockey, junior hockey, uh, NHL, uh, international. That's a hundred percent true every time. It's every time Nathan McKinnon ran, has to ramp it up. Yep. He does. And like I said, this is this is about to be the brightest lights we've ever seen. So if he really does have another gear, I completely agree with you. Not even being funny, not you know being you know. I don't yeah. know what you can do to stop Nathan McKinnon, but better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because he's he's so fast, he's so powerful, and that shot's so insane that the thought of it being better. I don't know. I honestly don't know, man. <laughs> but if if you're if you're San Jose, who's going to give you your best shot to do that? I mean, you've got to start with Vlasic, right? Mm-hmm. Like it starts with their best defenseman, like their best actual defenseman. Um, and I think that's the guy. You know, he was the guy that was tasked with marking that second line uh, of Vegas, which was really, I mean, let's be honest. That's yeah, I, I was laughing because they, they kept saying last night, like, oh, they're going back to the first line of Carlson, Marcia So, and Smith. And I was like, that's a very good line. It's not Pacioretty, Stone, and Stasny. <laughs> right. Like, uh, Vlasic and Burns is what they're going to need to match up. First of all, Eric Carlson's having trouble skating backwards. So you can't put that guy on the ice against Nathan. Uh-huh. Um, 
And second of all, I mean, Burns and Vlasic are the guys that you tasked with shutting down Vegas' top line. Same thing. Should They should they should try to do the same thing. Um, they had increasing success in that series, too, uh, including last night where they, they had a pretty good night overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in slowing that line down and keeping them, you know, at least at mm-hmm. bay. But is it is it going to be the Avs being able to to separate Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen? Is that going to be another huge key here? Keeping that that top end um, talent separated out, or do you think it might be better to try to throw everything at that that top unit of San Jose? Uh, no, I would not put the top line like that, but top, top trio together. I would not do that. Try to, um, yeah, you split them up, you split them up and you force, you force them to get into their depth. And, you know, we saw last night, they were not wanting to play their third pairing very much. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so that uh, was my other thing, man, with, um, with watching that game last night, they looked tired. They looked a little beat down. They looked a little slow. Beyond all of that, man, what really... And again, let me preface this by saying, I am not an NHL head coach. They are much smarter than me. Uh, Peter DeBoer forgot more about hockey today than I've ever known. So, now that I've said that, man, it seems tough to play that short of a bench and go win a Stanley Cup at the same time. Yeah, like, and we saw we saw Chicago get away with this a couple years ago when they shortened it to their uh, to their guys, and it was funny because Kimo Timonen was on the third pairing, and then when they got when they won the Stanley Cup, they made such a big big deal about Timonen getting mm-hmm. the cup just because he was old and had done it, and so it was like, oh, this big emotion. It was it was all crap, and. You know, if they're not going to play Dylan and Ryan, their third pairing, like if they're not going to roll those guys out there on a regular basis and they think that they're going to be able to get by with Burns, Carlson, Braun, and Vlasic. Right. And, and- like, if it, honestly, like if you want to talk about an area where Colorado's going to have an advantage, uh, the, the team's comfort in playing all three of their pairings and ultimately what I think will be the lineup uh, will be – you know, Gerard and Johnson, Zadorov, Barry, Cole, McCarr. Um, they're going to be comfortable playing all three of those. And Colorado's always mixed and matched anyway. They don't just, they don't just roll pairings. Uh, based on game situations and face-off situations, uh, they always they always mix and match anyway. You know, we've seen Barry and, and, uh, and McCarr together a couple times already. You know, you see, uh, we've seen Cole and Nemeth together at various times. Uh, Cole and Johnson will get thrown together, things like that. Like we we see, they they change it up, so it's not quite the same. But uh, at least from how Colorado runs their bench. But if if that's what San Jose wants to do, and they wanna they wanna just say these are the four guys we trust, uh, they're gonna have they're they're gonna have their hands full, and and you know maybe they do get through Colorado, but eventually, come come cup winning time. I mean, at at some point during this run. That's going to take its toll, especially if Carlson is as hurt as, as people are talking about him being. And you can see it. He's not 100%. You can see that that guy skating backwards is struggling. Yeah, and and honestly, man, so that was that was one of the thoughts I had last night. Again, and it was that same shot of the bench, and my thought was, 
okay, let's say they beat the abs. How much longer? My, my, my biggest thought was, this is round one. You've got, if you're San Jose, you hope three to go. And you're shortening it yeah. down to two pairings, two and a half forward lines of a lot of guys that are over 30? Good luck. Yeah. That's that's a tall task. And I think Colorado's young legs might help them out a little bit here, especially if San Jose wants to play that short of a bench. Um, there was just something to me about the way that Vegas handled that game and the way their players looked last night that I said, all right, depends on obviously what kind of performance the abs roll out there. Uh, if it's anything like that first round, man, I think we've got a hell of a series on our hands. Um, anything else to say about it? You yeah. and I have have tomorrow to talk about it as well. Um, I, to be honest, man, I was just I was excited all day to start talking about it. Um, so I know I kind of jumped the gun on how we normally like to do things with analysis and point and counterpoint and this and that. I'm I'm excited as hell, man. The abs have. The Avs made quick work of the Flames, so we've been chilling for a while. Uh, I am mm-hmm. I am revved up to to see the Avs get back on the ice on Friday. Yeah, and I, you know, the Avs have been sitting around for a little bit. I expect there to be some rust uh, in Game One for sure. But I think that this is going to be a really fun series, and I don't think it's going to be Sharks Avs of the past. Uh, I agree. I think. Uh, like I said, man, I'm excited. Um, I think I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be extremely entertaining. Uh, I think these are two teams that are at two opposite ends of a championship window, um, and and it's going to be interesting to see which one comes out on top. Yeah, I I mean it's going to be fun. Um, I don't know about predictions and all that yet i'd like to get i'd like to know a little bit more about how healthy they are before i get into I'll tell that. You what, why don't we do pr- um, predictions tomorrow sure that's fine um i do i will say though that like this is an experienced team this is a really talented team uh colorado is going to have a very different level of fight on their hands than what they just got from the calgary flames who more or less rolled over right uh, yeah, it's, it's that that Calgary team, everything we talked about with Calgary last, uh, round about being, Hey, you know, they're inexperienced. They've never been here. They haven't had to face any adversity. Uh, you know, they haven't had their backs against the wall, throw all of that out and think the exact opposite of San Jose. They've been in every situation. They're a very experienced veteran team. Um, much different matchup than round one. Uh, yeah, yeah, very different. Well, AJ, let's get out of here for the day. We will be back tomorrow talking more abs and sharks. AD will be in San Jose for games one and two. So make sure to follow along uh, for all that. BSNDenver.com. Mm. Watch, party. Watch party on Friday at Blake Street Tavern, I believe. Yep, all of our watch parties for the rest of the postseason uh, will be at Blake Street. So there you go. We will see you guys all there. For Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montagna. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening.